Good morning. Welcome to the Marketing Minutes Podcast. My name is Patrick Laffin, and today is Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. All right. So let's get started by taking a look back at performance from yesterday. The NASDAQ finished down 1.03%. The S&P 500 finished down 0.74%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average finished down 0.39%. And lastly, the Russell 2000 ended the day up 0.34%. In terms of sector performance, the best performing sectors yesterday were energy and healthcare. Energy finished up 0.61%, followed by healthcare, which ended the day down 0.07%. The worst performing sectors yesterday were communication services and technology. Communication services ended down 1.66%, followed by technology, which ended the day down 1.34%. The market ended lower yesterday, concluding the strong month of October on a down note as investors locked in gains ahead of a busy couple of weeks of potential market-moving events. And on a day with no domestic economic data of note, let's get right into talking about market performance from yesterday. So the market opened the day and the new week with a more negative disposition, bucking the overall positive trend we've seen emerge for the majority of the trading days in October. Now, part of the reason for the underperformance yesterday can be attributed to Eurozone data released early Monday morning, which showed that inflation in Europe rose 10.7% in October. Now, this data shed light on the cost of living crisis in the region and, more importantly from a market standpoint, put additional pressure on the European Central Bank. Now, this release, in the eyes of European market pundits, almost guarantees that the European Central Bank will need to be more aggressive moving forward and will likely need to raise rates by at least 75 basis points in December rather than the 50 basis points, which was the consensus before this inflation data came in hotter than expected. And that obviously reignited some of the global growth concerns that have troubled the market this whole year. In addition, though, some of the underperformance yesterday may have also been attributed to a selling mindset seen across the whole market, as investors attempted to lock in some of the gains after a relatively strong month of performance in October. More profoundly, though, there was likely some trepidation ahead of the very busy next two weeks, with earnings continuing to pile in, the Fed's latest interest rate decision being announced, the midterm elections, and some crucial economic data set to be released. So those all likely factored into investor mindset yesterday. And that was kind of the backdrop that we entered the trading day with. A friendly reminder of inflation from Europe, a sell-first mindset to lock in gains after a strong month, and an overall hesitation to put money to work ahead of a busy and crucial week. So it's really no surprise that there wasn't a ton of action or optimism yesterday, and no surprise as to why we saw a fairly broad-based sell-off with little buying activity overall. Now, while this was playing out in the stock market, treasuries continued to rise yesterday, especially in the afternoon. The two-year Treasury yield rose seven basis points to end the day at around 4.49%, while the 10-year yield settled the session up seven basis points to end the day at around 4.08%. And this steady increase in Treasury yields only added to the negative disposition yesterday and put increased pressure on the mega cap and technology names. This led to 10 of the 11 sectors finishing lower yesterday, with technology and communication services being the worst performers with declines of more than 1%. 
And in terms of trends yesterday, there was a noticeable bias towards small and mid caps over large and mega caps, and a slight bias towards value names over growth names. But in conclusion, it was a bad day for the overall market. But yesterday marked the end of October, which was quite the month for stocks. In fact, it was the best month for the Dow Jones since 1976, as the Dow finished the month up 14.1%, while the S&P 500 finished the month up around 8%, and the NASDAQ finished up over 4%. So a strong month for stocks. But looking ahead, the next week, week and a half, will be absolutely crucial for the market. And what develops as a result will likely play a big part in determining performance for the rest of the year. So tomorrow, November 2nd, the Fed will announce its latest interest rate decision and give hints about its path forward, possibly signaling plans to ease back from the aggressive pace of hikes that's threatened to drive the economy into a recession. Two days later, the October jobs report will provide an important look at how much hiring is slowing. Then, on November 8th, the midterm elections may usher in a change in which party controls Congress. And finally, on November 10th, the Consumer Price Index report will be released, which has played an important role in shaping expectations for the Fed's path since inflation started roaring. So expect an exciting week. Regardless of what happens, though, as always, I'll be sure to keep you updated. Moving on to headlines, the Supreme Court heard two separate cases yesterday that challenged affirmative action admission policies at the University of North Carolina and Harvard. So a little background here. In 1978, the Supreme Court ruled that race could be one of several factors considered in admissions decisions and ruled the same in a subsequent challenge in 2003. However, this most recent challenge contends that UNC and Harvard are violating civil rights laws by treating people differently due to their race. So an interesting debate for sure. But one thing that is important to note with this is that it's expected that the Supreme Court will not make a decision before spring of 2023, so don't expect any immediate updates. Elsewhere, in a sad news story, a crowd stampede in Seoul, South Korea's nightlife district on Saturday night killed 153 people. So the festival, which was the city's first Halloween event with no COVID restrictions in years, drew an estimated 100,000 attendees. And authorities are now being questioned about the safety measures that they had in place, as it's one of South Korea's worst ever disasters. In other news stories, yesterday morning, Russian missiles pounded Ukraine's capital Kiev as the Kremlin sought to further cripple Ukraine's utility infrastructure. Now, this latest bombing comes as Russia announced on Sunday its withdrawal from a UN-mediated agreement that allowed Ukraine grain to be shipped to global markets after accusing Ukraine of a major drone attack in Crimea. US officials condemned this move as weaponizing food supplies and warned that it would increase the risk of global starvation while the EU is urging Russia to reconsider its decision. So a concerning story there. But we'll end today, as we always do, by taking a look back at some famous historic events from November 1st of the past. Starting today in 1512, when the public was allowed to view Michelangelo's fresco on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel for the first time. 99 years later, Shakespeare's The Tempest was performed for the first time. Fast forward to 1765, the Stamp Act went into effect which marked the British government's first attempt to raise taxes on the American colony. And lastly, in 1993, the Maastricht Treaty went into effect, which established the European Union. So with that, I hope everyone has a great day. I am Patrick Laffin, and this is the Market in Minutes podcast.
Please note the content of this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not a recommendation of any specific investment product, strategy, or decision. It is not intended to suggest taking or refraining from any course of action. It is not intended to address the needs, circumstances, or investment objectives of any specific investor.